Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome in to Inside the Archives. I'm your host, Marty Rosenbaum, XRT's digital content producer and all things social media. As a reminder, you can find Inside the Archives on iTunes. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating and a review and find a full listing of every single episode that we've released thus far. So it's been a little while since we've spoken to one another, and I figured it's time for a podcast. The holidays are coming up, people got some time on their hands, wrapping up a few things at work, and what better way to pass the time than talk music? So today's show is going to be a first for the podcast. I'm going to be flying solo. Yes, if you're listening to this for the first time, normally what I do is an opening segment like this. We'll talk to an XRD DJ for a majority of the show, and then wrap things up at the end. Don't worry, those podcasts are coming. We have a couple of uh, good episodes coming up in the near future. I'm going to speak with Lynn Bramer and a couple of other XRT DJs on some really fascinating topics, which I'm really excited to share with you guys. But in the meantime, since it's been a couple of weeks, we're going we're gonna to do this just you and I, me and you, the listener and myself. So today's episode won't be as long as our normal podcast because I'm not going to sit here and ramble for 45 minutes. Who wants to hear that, right? No one really wants to hear that. So we'll do a a condensed podcast today, and it's going to focus on an article that I put out this past week titled Name Your Ultimate Fantasy Band. Now, this idea came to me last week. I was sitting there thinking about fantasy sports because outside of music, I love playing fantasy sports. I'm in a pretty competitive fantasy baseball league and fantasy football league as well, which I won't bore you with those details because there are plenty of other outlets you can get that from. And we're here at XRT to talk music. But I was wondering, what is the crossover between fantasy sports and music if you were to do so? So I went on Twitter and I asked people if you could create a band to put out an original album of music and need a guitarist, vocalist, drummer, keyboardist, and bassist, who would make up that band? And we got over hundreds of responses. Some people were commenting on other people's posts. Some people, there was one guy who put just Rush, everyone in Rush so far. There's some people who did stuff like that. But for the most part, it was a pretty engaging conversation. We received 88 total unique responses. So what I did with those responses was create a spreadsheet of what every single Twitter user said for their unique responses and broke down the data to see who the ultimate fantasy band is, according to XRT listeners. If you haven't done so yet, you can find it right now on 93XRT.com. You may have to scroll down just a little bit to find it. But if you want to use our handy search bar, just search Fantasy Band, and it'll be one of the first results that come up. So when I conducted the survey, as I mentioned, I put everything into a spreadsheet. And from there, I took all of the unique responses that we received for each instrument and then found out how frequently those musicians were mentioned. So for guitarists, I looked at how often Stevie Ray Vaughan, Jack White, Eric Clapton, etc. were mentioned. For vocalists, Freddie Mercury, Prince, Mick Jagger, Chrissy Hine, yada, yada, yada. You get the picture. And what I wanted to accomplish with this is to see who the more popular artists were in each one, because just doing an eye test, 
it was a myriad of responses and speaks to the diversity of musical interests that our XRT Twitter followers have and our listeners as a whole, which you already know. But I wanted to see what the composition of this band looked like. And it was really interesting because we had a wide variety of responses, people from all over the musical spectrum. So instead of going through and writing out a 20,000 word article because a wall of text is no fun, I figured I'd sit down here and record a podcast, talk a little bit about this survey and the findings that we have, as well as do a little bit of analysis to see what we came up with. So what we're going to do is we'll go in category by category, and I'll break down some of the musicians who weren't included in my original post because I know there were some people asking, hey, where's Jimmy Page? Where's Jeff Beck? Where are all these great musicians? They were included, and I'm using this podcast to let you know that they're there. So before we get into the categories, the XRT listeners, excuse me, the XRT Twitter followers, Ultimate Fantasy Band would comprise of Stevie Ray Vaughan on guitar, Freddie Mercury as the vocalist, Dave Grohl as the drummer, Paul McCartney as the bassist, and Ray Manzarek of the Doors as the keyboardist. Now, what was interesting about this response is that they come from a wide variety of musical genres. I mean, just look at the bands that are represented in that fantasy band. You have Ray Manzarek from the Doors, Paul McCartney from the Beatles, Dave Grohl from Nirvana and Foo Fighters, Freddie Mercury from Queen, and Stevie Ray Vaughan, the legend. There's gonna, it would be a really interesting idea to get those musicians together in a room and see what they'd come up with just from an original work. And one of the main things that I argued in this case is that any professional musician is accomplished enough that they're going to do an excellent cover of pretty much any song that they put their mind to. So I wanted to harness the creative powers and the songwriting prowess that these musicians have to really boil down and see who would be able to create an original album of interesting creative material and i think you guys did a pretty good job in selecting the uh, lineup that we have here so going into each single category we'll start off with guitarists now guitarists and vocalists were the two categories that had the most amount of unique responses i think this is partially due to the fact that they're often at the center of each band a guitarist and vocalist usually carries more notoriety than a drummer or a bassist a keyboardist not always the case that's not always the case but in, as a whole, I think when you're looking at a live band, they're front and center. They're usually the one that is the spokesperson for the band, the one addressing the audience, talking to the media, etc. So I think it makes sense that there's going to be more unique answers. And those styles are a little bit more prevalent. Maybe prevalent's not the right word, but it's a lot easier to hear the different styles that a guitarist has, the different singing type that a vocalist has as opposed to a drummer and a bassist where it may be a little bit more nuanced and you have to spend some more time digging into the details of it instead of having something come off the top of your head right away like you do with guitarists and vocalists. So for guitarist, Stevie Ray Vaughan was the winner with 6.82% of the vote, followed up by Jack White at 5.68%. Then we had a three-way tie for third place between Mark Knopfler, Eric Clapton, and Trey Anastasio. And following them were Dwayne Allman, Prince, John Frusciante, Jimmy Page, Frank Zappa, and Jimi Hendrix, all tied at 3.41%. So those were the those were the heavy hitters. And actually, when I'm looking at I'm looking at my spreadsheet right now as I'm realizing, so if there's a little bit of a pause, it's because I'm scrolling down to see what we have here. Those artists that I just mentioned mentioned Hendrix, Zappa, Page, etc., received 3.41% of the vote. And then the other guitarists to receive multiple votes were Jeff Beck, David Gilmore. Jerry Garcia, 
and Derek Trucks, all with 2.27%. From there, all the artists only received one vote, but it's a really extensive list. And I think this speaks to the wide variety of tastes that you have. And I can also tell that our Twitter followers put good thought into this too, because it's not just the obvious names. I mean, the Stevie Ray Vaughan, Eric Clapton, of course, those are guitar legends, people that come to the front of mind when you think of great guitarists. But people really took some time out to think, who are, the, who are great guitarists that would contribute to an album of original material? And thinking how that would play within the dynamic of the rest of their band. So going through some of the other artists that were mentioned, we have Riley Walker, Liz Fair, Kirk Kirkwood, John Mayer, Nels Klein, Bob Stinson, Carlos Santana, Josh Homme, Pete Townsend, Eddie Van Halen, Zach Wilde, James Eha, Slash, Johnny Hickman, Steve Cropper, Gary Clark Jr., Alvin Lee, Niall Rogers, The Edge, Joe Strummer, Phil Manzanera, Johnny Marr, Martin Barr, Richard Thompson, Dean Ween, Mike Campbell, Stephen Stills, George Harrison, Scott Gorham, Keith Richards, Mick Taylor, Lindsey Buckingham, Chris Cornell, Leslie West, Joe Perry, Doug March, Jason Isbell, and Brian May. So as you can tell, it's a guitarist from a wide variety of the rock and roll spectrum. You have guitarists of all different capabilities, skill sets, and songwriting contributions that are represented there. And for me, that shows that they're really the center of the band, or not even, maybe not the center, but help form the core of the band for really giving it an identifying sound. Now, like I said, we received a ton of unique responses in guitarists, and that was the exact same thing that we had with our vocalists, too. In this category, Freddie Mercury did receive a much higher count than some other vocalists that were represented, coming in number one at 9%. Chris Cornell and Robert Plant were tied for second place at 6.82%. David Bowie was in third at 4.55%. And then the rest of these artists were the only ones to receive multiple votes, and those include Prince, Paul Rogers, Mick Jagger, Jason Isbell, and Trey Anastasio. So the remaining vocalists that we had on here all received one individual vote, but like I said with guitarists, they all have their own style, and it really contributes to the dynamic sound that the band is going to create, because it's the only voice that you're going to have, unless you have people singing backup vocals, but I don't really get too into the nuances of that. I do have other things going on here as much as I would have loved to have done that. So some of the other vocalists that were mentioned only receiving one vote in this category were Bono, Paul McCartney, Robin Hitchcock, Amy Mann, Britt Daniel, Steven Tyler, John Popper, Eddie Vedder, Stevie Nicks, Ronnie Van Zant, John Lennon, David Crosby, Ray LaMontagne, Greg Dooley, Dave Vanian, Taylor Goldsmith, Greg Allman, Chris Stapleton, Jim James, John Anderson, Grace Jones, Jeff Buckley, Janis Joplin, David Byrne, Bob Weir, Jim Morrison, Brandon Flowers, Chaka Khan, Brandy Carlisle, Michael Hutchins, Aaron Neville, Otis Redding, Sturgill Simpson, Wendy O. Williams, and on and on and on. I mean, we had like, just looking at the spreadsheet now, we had about 20 more vocalists that were represented in this case. And if there's an artist that I omitted, chances are they're probably on this, but I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to subject you to listening to me ramble off on names for the next five minutes or so, however long that would take. But like we saw with guitarists, there was a ton of diversity here from all across the musical spectrum. In this case, in the scenario, we saw soul artists, a country artist with Chris Stapleton, R&B, 
um, people that have a wide variety of styles that go just beyond rock and roll. And I think if we were to put this band together, some of these vocalists would pr present pretty interesting options when combined with some of these other musicians. Now, the next category that we have is our drummer category. And out of all of them, this had the most uniform response. So I didn't see too many drummers receiving individual votes. We had a, a couple in there, including Meg White, Glenn Kachi, Terry Bozio, Christopher Mars, Clyde Stubblefield, Lars Ulrich, Mickey Hart and Bill Kreutzmann from The Grateful Dead, Stanton Moore. Jaimo and Butch Trucks from Allman Brothers, Ginger Baker, Taylor Hawkins, Questlove. I thought he'd receive more votes, but there, that was pretty much it. There, there are a few others that were on there, and out of all the categories that we had, the top vote getter in this category received the most votes, and that belonged to Dave Grohl, coming in at 18% of the total votes. In second place was Russia's Neil Peart with 10% of the vote. John Bonham receiving 7.95% of the vote, Stuart Copeland at 6.82%, and then a tie for fifth place between Keith Moon and Ringo Starr at 4.55%. Rounding out just from there, the multiple vote-getters include Phil Collins, John Fishman, Don Henley, Chad Smith, Butch Trucks, Carter Buford, and Charlie Watts. So I think what this drummer category shows is that, for the most part, the, the heavy hitters pun somewhat intended, are, are, are right there up front. And their, their heavier sound and maybe larger stage presence uh, helps bring drummers to the forefront of people's mind. Unless you have a favorite band or you know, you're, really, you're really listening intently on who these drummers are. Maybe you're a drummer yourself. Um, it looks like the more popular drummers, people that tend to appear on the list of greatest drummers of all time, are going to be put to the forefront in this category, which is, you know, not a, not a bad thing, kind of somewhat expected when I put this Twitter poll together, but still interesting to see that confirmed. Moving on to the low end, the bassist. And this category comprised of a decently diverse variety of artists. I'd say it's above, it's above drummers, but surprisingly not as diverse as our keyboardist section, which we'll touch on after this. So running through our bassist, we had Paul McCartney, taking home first place at 12.5% of the vote. John Entwistle, The Who, with 10% of the vote, followed up by Flea, John Paul Jones, and Les Claypool, rounding out our top five. Other artists that received multiple votes include Sting, Victor Wooten, Tina Weymouth, Cliff Burton, Getty Lee, Jocko Pistorius, Bootsy Collins, Jimbo Hart, Larry Graham, and Fish's Mike Gordon. And artists that received a single vote were not as varied as some of our other categories, but still a little bit more so than our drummers category. And those include Jason Narducci, Amy Mann, Phil Lesh, John Starrott, Mark King, CJ Ramone, Duck Dunn, John Taylor, Aston Barrett, Stanley Clark, Dave Schools, Pino Palladino, and a few others as well. Jeff Beck was in on there too, which I, I found interesting. Jeff Jeff Beck appeared in multiple categories. He was there were there were some other artists that appeared as keyboardists who are traditionally associated with other instruments. But Jeff Beck somehow ended up appearing in three categories. And I get that he's a fantastic instrumentalist, but you know, maybe on the next time I'll put a disclaimer on let's put one instrument per artist. No, no, no listening Jeff Beck as a bassist, just to sneak him in there because maybe he'll pick up a guitar. He's he's assigned to that instrument, darn it. Okay. So keyboardists, like I mentioned, keyboardists were a little bit more varied than drummers and bassists. 
but still not as much as our guitarist or drummer section. So coming in at first place was Ray Manzarek with 9% of the vote. Elton John had 6.9%. John Paul Jones and Stevie Wonder were both in third at 5.75%. And then Ben Folds, Rick Wakeman, and Paige McConnell both had 4.6% of the vote. Other artists receiving multiple votes were Richard Wright, Steve Winwood, Bruce Hornsby, Bernie Worrell, Christine McVie, Freddie Mercury, Tony Banks, Keith Emerson, Billy Preston, Chuck Lavelle, and Greg Allman. Some artists that we had only receiving one vote in this scenario were Diana Krall, Alan Wilder, Billy Joel, Pat Sansone, Jim Dickinson, Ray Charles, Thomas Dolby, Boom Gaspar, Booker T. Jones, Alicia Keys, Brett Midland, Greg Dooley, Dr. John, Getty Lee, Herbie Hancock, Tom York, David Bowie, and Paul McCartney. So like I mentioned before, some of those artists I just read off are traditionally associated with other instruments. Like Paul McCartney does play piano a lot you know, during his shows and on his records. Same with David Bowie and Tom York. But I think it's a little bit of a stretch, and I understand why people put them there, because if you're going to put Freddie Mercury as your lead singer and then have David Bowie as your keyboardist, you're still going to end up with a pretty darn good band with two incredible vocal talents. Likewise, if Paul McCartney is on keys, yeah, maybe he'll just slide over to bass for a couple of songs. But in the spirit of this study, let's just make sure that they're all sticking to their respective instruments. And they are great talents, nonetheless, on these instruments, but they're going to be confined to it in this scenario. So there you have it. That was the deeper dive that we had into the Ultimate Fantasy Band lineup. Now, where we go from here, I, there's not really much else to go to. Unlike sports, there's not really a linear progression in music. You know, you can't, musicians don't tour at the same time. There's a much different scope of success for each of the artists that we mentioned in there. Whether they want to play to larger venues, smaller venues, it's all subjective. So it's really hard to associate any type of value with this band. And unless they were to all get together, there's not really going to be any metric that can measure how well their music gets received, whether that's in ticket sales, album sales, streams, downloads, etc. So it's a fun exercise, and I was, I was really glad to see that we had such a high level of participation amongst our Twitter followers. And because of that, I'll be putting out more things like this in the future, whether or not it's on Twitter or Facebook or even on our website at 93XRT.com. Make sure you're staying up to date and following us at each social media platform on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're all at 93XRT. And if you took part in this and just want to tell me how great it was, how much of an idiot I am, whatever you want to say to me, any questions you have, feel free to do so. You can find me on Twitter at Marty Rosenbaum. Mention that you're a podcast listener. I will, uh, I'll acknowledge that on the next podcast that we record, just that you made it this far into the episode, but that you, that you are enjoying the podcast as well. So once again, you can find me on Twitter at Marty Rosenbaum. And if you haven't done so yet, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We have a great library of podcast episodes that we've had to this date so far with some really terrific conversations. And I want to thank everyone who has subscribed and supported the podcast thus far. It's been a lot of fun doing this, and we've received great response that would not be possible without you, the listener. So once again, subscribe to Inside the Archives on iTunes. Just search the podcast library for Inside the Archives, hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating and a review, and download every single episode that we've had thus far. Well, that wraps it up for today. As I mentioned, we have a couple of episodes that will be coming up in the near future. 
I don't have a specific date when those will be out yet, but you can keep following us at 93XRT on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and myself on Twitter at Marty Rosebaum for a little bit more information on the podcast. For 93XRT and Inside the Archives, I'm Marty Rosenbaum. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.